I am Gabby Dunn. I am a writer, comedian, journalist, actress, YouTuber, yes, that's a thing, and sometimes Postmates courier living in Los Angeles. And I am bad with money. For most of my life, I kept all of my financial foibles to myself. Not having money was my secret. I'd build credit card debt before I'd tell a friend I couldn't cover dinner. You can pay me back whenever, no rush. I'd let months go by with unanswered invoices rather than beg a company to pay me for my freelance work. I'd sell clothes or pawn jewelry before I'd turn down an unpaid internship. Seeming desperate for money was the worst thing I could do. But it's not my fault. I grew up in a hippy-dippy household. Bands slept on our floors. My dad's friends from college were my uncles. Family vacations were road trips to the Everglades. What are we doing in the Everglades? They're just gonna look at alligators. That's a vacation. It's not even a zoo, because a zoo you have to pay for. You just drive to the Everglades and look at the alligators. My parents never paid more than the minimum on any credit card statement and are to this day shady about the reality of their finances. I once asked my dad if he had $500 and he said, of course, but he couldn't pinpoint where he was keeping it or where he had got it from. Instead, he gave me the runaround so bad you'd think I'd asked for his alibi in a murder he definitely committed. Money talk made him weird. Because my family never saved money, it never occurred to me to save money. While it's perfectly acceptable for people in their 20s to cry over relationship problems or friendships dissolving, there's an added shame to discussing finances. It's uncomfortable. There are no answers. Okay, one time I didn't know what a trust fund was, but you tell me if it makes sense to give money to a baby. That baby's not spending it. Why are you giving money to a baby? Give that money to me. I'm a grown adult. Don't give your money to a baby. Last year... I had to call the IRS and set up a payment plan of $50 a month so that I could pay my taxes, which they ask you, how much do you think you could pay each month? Like, what would be reasonable? And I was like, I don't know, 50 bucks? And they were like, ooh, we feel bad for you. They didn't say that they felt bad for me, but I could tell they definitely felt bad for me. It added to a pile of debts, including dental payments, credit cards, my auto loan, student loans, and a million jagged little bills. I was drowning. And I lived on the fantasy that one lump sum from somewhere, anywhere, would fix it all. But it never came. And I'm starting to realize it probably never will. And I'm two years from 30. So... Fuck. I mean, even before I met Mom, I went through a you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars, uh, you know, sometimes in a year, just because, you know, I had it. That's my dad, the one who can't account for the $500 he totally swears that he has. Since he and my mom are the ones that got me into this mess, I thought I'd kick this show off by getting on the phone with them and asking a simple question. What's your problem? In your early life, I was still in the throes of my addiction. And I was, um, I was reckless. And I was selfish when it came to uh, financial matters. And uh, I encouraged mom to live in the moment. So if it meant going out and buying furniture we couldn't afford, then we bought it because we liked it. Uh, if it meant uh, going on you know, vacations with you guys or uh, throwing lavish parties or you know, doing any of those things, we, we did it. You know, it, it maybe not have been a good lesson, but uh, we had a good time. 
<laughs> I feel like a lot of my childhood could be summed up as like, well, it wasn't responsible, but we had a great time. Yes, right. Do you think that that mentality is what makes me not be very good with money now because it wasn't like a thing that you and mom were saving or saying that we should save? Well, it's interesting because you you must have had some kind of recognition that there was something about my spending that wasn't uh, safe. I remember we were in the middle of a snowstorm in Chicago, uh, totally unprepared, and out on the street, and not warm, and I grabbed you and ducked into a store, and I said to you, just pick something, you know, to get warm with, and we'll wear it, you know, we'll, we'll buy it, and we'll, you know, we'll have something warm to wear. And you came over and grabbed me by the sleeve, and you said, Dad, we have to go somewhere else. This is an expensive boutique. I was like 17. Yeah. Yeah. And I said, no. And you said, Dad, there's probably someplace much cheaper down the street. <laughs> so I made you buy something and you insisted on going to the sale rack. You kind of went through different jobs too, right? When you were about six or eight, I went to work for a, a company. And then I lost that job, but I got picked up by another place and then they got rid of me. Uh, and then I ended up with the Shutter Company, which I was with for, I don't know, 10 or 15 years. I wanted to ask about job stuff because I think part of it, too, is that you and mom are not very money focused in the sense that you're sort of selfless, like the job that you took recently. Uh, it's interesting, and you can edit this out if you want, but uh, I got laid off this morning. You did? Yeah, from this job. This was the one where you called you called me and said that they weren't we talked about how they weren't paying like that felt to me that conversation felt like a reversal where like it would usually be the child in their 20s saying, oh, this job isn't the best, but I'll like figure it out versus like the adult parent calling the child to say, like, I think it's fine. It's not paying as much as I want. Like it felt like a reversal. It felt like a reversal as I was saying it also. Really? Yeah, and I tried to backtrack on it while we were talking about it. Why? Well, because on one level, I, I like to be honest and and, um, and forthcoming with you because you're an adult. Yeah. And on the other level, I know you have a propensity to worry. Yeah. So I didn't want to worry you. Oh. Yeah, I have no reasons to worry. Why would I, why would I worry all the time? <laughs> so weird. It came out of nowhere. Well, but, you know, things have a tendency to work out, don't they? Mm hmm What are you going to do about your job stuff? You know, something will break where I will um, probably get something that I'd rather be doing anyway. Um, do you remember there was a time when I asked for, like, $500, and then you said you could give it to me, but you had to, like, make a phone call first. And then when I said, where is that money coming from, you, like, wouldn't give me an answer? No. Yes? No, I don't remember it. Oh, you don't remember it. But that seems, like, checks out. Did I give it to you? No, because I didn't want to take it, because I was like, where the hell did you get it from? Anytime I would ask you like about where money was coming from or how much you guys had, you always kind of did a thing where you would go, we have it, it's fine. Or like, don't worry about where it's coming from. Well, it wasn't important. What do you mean it's not important? Well, for your sake, it wasn't important. You needed some money and I had a way of getting it or finding it. 
You sound like me. What? You sound like me. Like, it's fine. I'll just spend it and then I'll get it back. But like a vague idea of where I'll get it back from. Is that the way you do things? Kind of. How's that working out for you? Not great. <laughs> let me talk to let me talk to mom. Yeah, let me just say, look, I'm not saying that what I taught you was the best. Mm-hmm. But I was probably doing the best I could under those circumstances. Yeah, I know. Okay. Mom's here. Okay. Love you. Love you, too. Hi, honey. Hi. So you kind of have always been the breadwinner of the family. And um, that was a cool role model thing for me to see growing up because it was like a household where the mom was in charge. Does that make sense? Yes. Um, do you you agree with that? You feel that that you were sort of the stable financial force? Um, yes and no, in the sense that my law practice—I've been on my own practicing law since 1981—and sometimes there were good months, and sometimes there were not so good months. Well, so this is the other thing that I want to talk to you about with your with your law practice is that I seem to remember instead of taking money, you would take like a lot of favors instead, or you would do Harder. stuff. Barter. barter. Uh-huh. What are some of the barter things that you did? Your bedroom furniture. Yeah. Um, jewelry. Um, right now I barter for haircuts. Right now? Mm-hmm. Yes. So you... The woman who does my hair, colors my hair, her son was having issues with the mother of his child, and so I'm representing him, and she cuts my hair. How many haircuts equals a divorce? Oh, forget it. It's a paternity <laughs> action, and there's just no way that I'm going to recoup the money. So you just did it to be nice? I just did it to help her, yes. For free haircuts for the rest of your life? Maybe. <laughs> I've, done that. I've done that for a year of manicures. Oh, that's another one. I used to do manicures and get manicures and pedicures for free. In fact, Grandma got some as well. So, yes, there are certain situations where I barter. But shouldn't you take money? But much? I lose. Yeah, shouldn't you take money? Well, they sometimes they don't have the money, and that's the only way that they can pay, and they need help. That's like wonderful, and that's like also been a really nice example to me. But but you also have children. Yes, that's true. Like I feel like you're like oh they couldn't they didn't have money so they couldn't pay me. But like we also do, we also need money. Yes. But you, do you feel you were deprived of anything? Oh, here it is. Here comes the <laughs> Jewish mom. I should have just left you on a hill to die then, I guess. Your childhood was so bad. Right. I mean, you went to summer camp every year. Okay. So, so you know, I just felt it was sort of my way to give back. In yes, my but this is not service. an indictment on your ability to provide for my childhood. I'm just... <laughs> oh yeah well it sounded like no that. no no it's just okay. it's just because my model for you and dad both have that that mentality of like i'll get paid when i get paid or like it's fine when it's a child that needs help i mean all these years you've seen me represent a lot of different children and you've listened to the stories and you mm-hmm. uh, so it's always been near and dear to my heart so i should trade my freelance writing for manicures no <laughs> no do as, don't do as, what's the expression? Don't do as I do, do as I say. Oh, good. <laughs> like, what would you say is 
What are three things that are more important than money? Family. Mm-hmm. Family, family. <laughs> but how? But then, but then you don't get paid, and then then your furniture comes from a a free person. <laughs> I understand. I understand what you're saying. I mean, we just we made things happen, and are we prepared for the future? You know, I've told you, you're my you're, you're my security. You're you're my retirement. <laughs> but, but it was well worth the investment. Oh, good. No pressure. No pressure. Should I have a a kid and then just start pouring money into them in the hopes that they grow up to be wealthy and famous? <laughs> <laughs> Well, it seems to be working for us. <laughs> Great. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for thinking of us. And I love you, Sun, Moon, Stars. I love you, too. Welcome to Card Services. Tell me in a few words the reason for your call today. Checking on my account. Okay. Please hold while your call is being transferred. Thank you for being a Bank of America preferred client. My name is Mariana in the state of Nevada. May I please have your first and last name? Uh, Gabrielle Dunn. Thank you very much, Ms. Dunn. And how may I help you today? I- I've certainly had overdraft like a couple times. Does it mark that and say like, this is not a good customer? Oh, not at all. Um, so far, if you were not aware, you've actually already earned $267.60 in rewards. What? I didn't know about this. Okay, so... I'm sorry we didn't notify you of that, but yeah, you can definitely do something if you like. I can go ahead and redeem it for you now. That'd be great. I'm also... It's not your fault. I tend to throw away your mailers, so I do apologize. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's okay. We don't take it personal. It's I just very it. stressful because I get a lot of letters from you guys, and I'm like, this could be good or this could be bad. And then I think maybe it's bad, so then I throw it away. Hopefully it's not. <laughs> Have you gotten bad mail from it? Um, I don't know because I don't open it. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so the full amount that you'll be receiving into your checking account will be $294.36. 94 I thought we were at 70 or something. It was actually $267.60. However, because you transferred it into a checking or a savings account with Bank of America, we automatically apply the 10% customer bonus. What? That's cool. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because when I'm looking to work with someone, I really need to be able to get someone fast. My job works very fast. Podcasts work very fast. And I've actually been looking for an assistant and I don't need to waste time sorting through matches without getting the highest quality person, right? When I'm looking to hire someone, whether that's a grant writer or a musician or something like that, it's very overwhelming because you get a lot of messages, but you're not able to like parse through yourself which ones are actually worth looking at. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash badwithmoney. Just go to Indeed.com slash badwithmoney right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash badwithmoney terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Have you been using Mint to manage your finances? First, the bad news. Mint is shutting down. Now, good news. There's a better alternative. Monarch Money. Mint users are turning to Monarch Money and loving it. That's right. I use Mint and now I'm using Monarch Money. It is very stressful, confusing, and time-consuming to manage my finances. I've tried other finance apps. They don't really work. Like, you know, I was very committed to Mint and then I was uh, deeply sad when Mint went away. But now I have tried Monarch. It's so easy to use with powerful features, collaboration tools, intuitive design, personalization, constant product improvements. I mean, I really value a company that is proactively looking at how to make finances easier. Did you know that money issues are a leading cause of divorce? Monarch, the top rated personal finance app, also has built in collaboration features so that you can invite your partner at no extra cost. Can you imagine being able to have a budget app with your partner? That is wild. You can see all your finances. You can collaborate on your budget. You can get insights on your cash flow and reoccurring transactions. It's a very easy way to manage a household's finances. Monarch is the top rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash badmoney. Unlike other personal finance apps, Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to set up, customize, and use. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all your tags and categories. Monarch is the most customizable budget app. Change the layout of your dashboard, toggle between light and dark mode, create custom budgets and notifications, set up automatic rules for transactions and notifications, and more. We will never sell your data to third parties or show you ads. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash badmoney. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y slash badmoney for your extended 30-day free trial. Your business was humming, but now you're falling behind. Teams buried in manual work, taking forever to close the books. Getting one source of truth is like pulling teeth. If this is you, you should know these numbers, 37,025, 37,000, that's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining, accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 25, NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. One, because your business is one of a kind. So you get a customized solution for all of your KPIs, key performance indicators, in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need to grow, all in one place. If you have all the information about your business in one place, you can make way better decisions. And this is an unprecedented offer, meaning this is totally worth your time. As someone who runs a business, having all of this together in order to close my books, that would be invaluable. It's a time saver. It's literally the biggest time saver. 
Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash badwithmoney. That's netsuite.com slash badwithmoney to get your own KPI checklist. netsuite.com slash badwithmoney. My pleasure. Again, my name is Mariana, and you may receive a survey based on services I've provided for you today. I greatly appreciate your feedback. You have yourself a great week, okay? Uh, If it comes in the mail, I'll open it. Oh, <laughs> no. It's usually sent out through email. Oh, okay. I'll open that, too. Okay. <laughs> Thank you so much. Bye. Have yourself a great day, Ms. Well, I said to you, I said, how much are you getting paid for this podcast? And you said, I don't know. <laughs> and honestly, that's the premise of the whole podcast. <laughs> Like, you should know how much you're being paid, and you should have negotiated for more. That's the voice of Allison Raskin, my comedy and friendship and business partner. She knows me better than anyone else, which I feel bad for her for. From the moment I saw her for the first time doing stand-up at an open mic in Hollywood, I knew that even though we have almost nothing in common, we were destined to pretty much share everything forever. And she's one of the first people I ever told about being bad with money, crying, after hiding it for months. So I figured she'd be the perfect person to ask my next question. What's my problem? You have all this class anxiety. Oh, yeah. That talk, I, don't, talk about that my, I don't think that you should have. Talk about my class anxiety. <laughs> like you just like you think for some, even though we're in an industry where honestly it's cooler to be poor. It's like cooler to be struggling and be broke. Like you can't go to an open mic without like five comics being like, I have five dollars and I'm spending it on this open mic. Um, you think that people are judging you for that, where I think it couldn't be further from the truth. Yeah. And so there's, like, the anxiety of, like, oh, no, I literally don't have any money in my bank account, which is real and which is something that obviously needs to be addressed. But then there's this added anxiety of, like, people are going to be mad at me because I don't have money in my bank account. And that you that I wish so much that you would just let go of because it's not necessary. Well, one of the first things that we talked about where I was talking to you about something that I was like, I know this is dumb, but let me just say it and then you can tell me it's dumb, was that I was like, I worry that when you and I hang out, people see us and go, that's a girl who's put together and and has money and that's her trashy poor friend. Oh, my God. No. If anything, people are just like, that one girl has super cool hair. <laughs> Why is she hanging out with that loser? No, I I just always I don't know. I guess it was left over from from high school. But I would just be like, look at Allison's jewelry. Look at Allison's skirt. Like they probably are like, who's that gross pig pen from Charlie Brown behind her? No, I mean I think it's very funny because I think we both have class anxiety, but from other from like the opposite points of view. Like I'm very insecure about the fact that I haven't had to struggle financially. Mm -hmm. And, like, I know that if I make it in this industry, I'll have worked hard. I'll have probably written more scripts than a lot of people. I'll have put in all this effort. But because of the fact that I'm not in thousands of dollars of debt and struggling to be, like, a babysitter at the same time, too, I feel like a lot of people will be like, well, of course you made it. I feel like it cancels out hard work in a way. Whereas, like, if you make it, it's like, holy shit, you overcame all of this stuff. You came from nothing in Florida, which is what I assume all of Florida is. Just nothing. Yeah, like just all a I, barren wasteland. I don't even have to talk about um, being trash. I just have to be like, I was from Florida, and people go, "Oh my god!" Yeah, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the finance world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. 
The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like managing finances with a partner without causing a breakup. We all know about that in my life and how hard that's been for me and also my listeners. You guys hear them talking about it on the mailbags. It is hard to manage finances with a partner. Putting away money for retirement, since I'm not going to be doing this podcast forever. Sorry. I guess I could, but retirement is huge for me. I am deeply focused on it right now. And planning for my tax bills so I don't dread April every year. Taxes are a doozy. And it's always changing. How do you know what to do? Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. So, okay, when I told you the money thing, mm -hmm. were you worried because we're business partners? No, I've never worried in like, oh, no, this will affect me. I only worry in like I feel so sad and bad that it is draining on you. Like, I, and this is obviously the luxury of kind of growing up with enough money. It's like in my family, it's always sort of just like it's just money. Yeah. You know, like, you know, it's not like we grew up crazy, but we always grew up fine. And so... To us, it's like if, if it's if the money will fix the problem, then like just use the money. Like mm -hmm. who cares? Like sometimes I want to just be like, let me just give you the money. I know, I know, and and that's been we've tried to do that. I feel like okay, then if I don't pay it back, or like you know, I lent someone money recently, mm -hmm. and they then posted a Snapchat revealing that they had purchased a lot of sushi, and I was upset because I had just lent them money. So I feel like if you or your family gave me money, I would be nervous to be like, I bought a shirt, you know, even though I know you wouldn't be like about it. Like, I'm still like, well, I, I, I want to yeah, get I, it myself from somewhere. I want to know that it's like mine to have and spend, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I guess for us, like what worked more is like me just covering stuff. So yeah. it wasn't necessarily like, oh, I'm giving you this money so then you can go spend it how you will. It's just like taking away money you have to pay. Mm -hmm. And I feel like sometimes that's an easier way because then you know exactly where the money is going. Yeah. But I didn't want to – I mean, I don't know that I would have been able to keep doing the channel by myself. Well, I couldn't have done the channel by myself because nobody knew who I was. 
and nobody cared. <laughs> and you just learned how to upload videos. Yeah, just like literally last week figured out how to actually work the channel. So <laughs> it's all a bartering system. I guess so. It's so funny, like my journey of knowing you, I feel like it took me very long to like ask certain questions because you present yourself as such a complete person. Mm-hmm. So I have a lot of friends who like won't go to to eat dinner with me because they want to save money. Yeah. And you never did that, so I never really even thought about it. Yeah. Even though you probably should have. Right. I was like I was like lying. Right. Which is a thing I do a lot. <laughs> right. <laughs> Another thing that took me a little while to figure out. <laughs> I mean, I felt like a lot of times this you felt stress for me of like not being sure where it was going to come from, but also not having dealt with needing to figure out how to get money. Like, one of the funny... And I don't mean this in a bad way, but, like, one of the funniest things was you were like, oh, you should get a job. And I was like, why didn't I think of that? Get no, a job! I'll fight you on this because you should have. Like, <laughs> but, you did that out of pride. There was a time when you should have had a day yeah, job or a night job, and you didn't. Right. But I'm saying, like, like what job? Where? How would I do I it? I gave you a list of jobs. <laughs> you were in a place where... In that time, we were not making enough money off of what we were doing. Mm-hmm. And I said, you have you have to do something. Your sister is a hostess and a waitress, and you mm-hmm. could have... I thought you should have gotten a night job doing that. I mm-hmm. also thought you could have done Lyft. I also thought you ended up trying to do Postmates. Mm-hmm. Like, you acted like I was being crazy, but for most people who are where you were, there is this added hustle of a day job of something unrelated just mm-hmm. to make money. Just I did to that cover for a long stuff. time. I did that in New York, and I did that for a long time. But I, yeah, I, I guess I wasn't sure where to start in L.A. in some respects. But you didn't even try. No. So that was probably the only time when I really felt frustrated because, mm-hmm. and maybe this was wrong, but I thought like there was sort of this like weird sense of entitlement. But mm-hmm. then it was driving you insane not having any money. Mm-hmm. So if you had been fine and, like, entitled, then that was okay. But you were, like, panicking and entitled, and then it was, like, a terrible combination. Yeah. I guess, too, like, my family sort of would spend recklessly in the hopes that, like, in the future you'll get, you know, money and then that'll assuage everything. And even, like, talking to my parents earlier, they were like, Oh, well, you're our retirement fund. Like, even now, they're like, you... I mean, Karen and Mark, you can't say that. That's so (laughs) terrible, and it puts so much pressure on Gabby, and it's it's horrifying. Yeah. Um, It's sort of this look to the future that's like, well, you can't take it with you, so just spend it. And I think I came here thinking that everyone was sort of doing that, and then there was, like, a lot of people who, who had this savings account or had parents who could help and it's it makes me feel sad and bad sometimes that I can't just turn that I have nowhere else to turn you know like that I'm not like I don't think that it's just me yes and no but like can your parents help no but like can my parents help yes like you've you have a new family and then I cry well that's fine My parents are just so thrilled that you're friends with me. <laughs> They're just really happy I have a friend. <laughs> I was going to call when your when your dad said he would give me money. I was going to like I was joking with him that it's like my payment for being your friend. Like my being your friend mm-hmm. is my job and then they pay me every month a oh, salary yeah. position. You could, you could ask for a stipend for sure. <laughs> were they ever were they like you said that your dad talked to you about saving money. Was he ever like get a job where you make money? 
Or was he like, be a lawyer like me? Or were they like, no, do whatever you want? Well, I had a really, I mean, looking back, I, I, they're, I mean, they're the most supportive people ever. And I think I only realized recently sort of why. <laughs> and like, it was because my dad a couple years ago in a pool <laughs> was like, I just am so happy because I didn't think that you would ever have a normal life. Because I just, I, viewers, uh, not viewers, listen, listeners, listeners, I grew up with a severe OCD and pretty mentally unstable. And so I think that to him, any like success for me was just being like stable. Mm-hmm. So the other part is like cherry on top. Um, <laughs> well, that's the other thing is that I think that's funny about us is that like I grew up and my home life was pretty much a disaster and we had no money and I was sort of like super happy like didn't you know was just like all people wear old navy shirts that say fourth of July year round and like go on weird family vacations and eat macaroni and cheese with hot dogs every day and like that's what a childhood is and I was sort of like la 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 about it and then you had like wonderful parents like money like nice house whatever and you were like miserable yeah and I mean Nothing makes any sense, you know, like there's so many and I think it's so easy to look at the two of us and go like rich girl, poor girl, poor girl deserves it more like rich girls, Mm -hmm. a spoiled brat, like and and it's hard and it's like there's going to be all of that judgment. I feel a lot of shame about my background in a weird way because But it's balanced out by how like you were four years old and saying my brain is broken and I had like terrible OCD and like terrible mental illness that I didn't have. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to switch. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't mean balanced out, but yeah. No, but like it's interesting and, you know, and my mom, though, grew up poor Mm -hmm. um, and I don't think she ever lost that. Like, I think it was something she's very aware of and I think she had a lot of class anxiety as well. Mm -hmm. And so even though she could have shopped somewhere else, she would still shop at Old Navy. So I actually grew up with a lot of, like, spending guilt. Like, I never wanted to spend too much. Sometimes my parents would offer me things, and I'd say, no, that's too much money. Right. And my sister was like, fuck that, ask for more. That's what my my sister's like. Yeah, my sister never felt any guilt about spending money. Mine too. Cheyenne doesn't feel guilty at all. Right, and you know what? And now she has a rich husband, and she can continue to spend, and life is a beautiful (laughs) journey. (laughs) Um, But I don't know, so I didn't... I always was very aware of money and and never looked at it recklessly. Mm -hmm. Um, And, like, to this day, I'll just, like, stand in CBS and, like, pick between two shaving creams and pick the one that's a dollar less. Mm -hmm. And it's there's no point, like, I can spend that extra dollar. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's definitely like a thing that is in my head in a way that's maybe not in other people's heads who grew up the same way. I mean, I appreciate you teaming up with me financially because until talking to you, I had no concept that the way I lived was incorrect. Well, I mean, to me, the only thing that makes things incorrect, unless you're hurting someone or lying or whatever, is how you feel about it. Mm-hmm. So if you're someone who is completely comfortable living paycheck to paycheck and it doesn't cause you any anxiety, then that's not incorrect living for you. Right. But, but I, I think was it, crying was, all the time. it was causing you anxiety. So you did know mm-hmm. because I think you knew not everyone was crying all the time about that. Like when I this is the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me when I was five years old. My best friend at the time, I think her name was Erin. I'm not totally sure. Oh, well, she made quite an impression. <laughs> yeah, like I had a splinter and she said... I I wish I had that splinter instead of you. And, like, you're five, so that's, like, honest. Like, you can't, like, necessarily, like, really lie at that age. And, like, I just remember being like, oh, my God, like, that's so kind. And sometimes it's like I just wish I could take the problems away from you. Oh. 
Yeah. Really? Yeah, cut to some sort of zany music. I'm uncomfortable <laughs> with how real that got. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on my podcast, Allison Raskin. What an honor. Thank you so much for having me. A pleasure getting to know you. Yeah, you seem great. Let me know if you ever want to like hang out or get lunch. Yeah, or maybe we could like work on something. I have an idea for a YouTube show. I have to go. Um, <laughs> okay. My meter is up. Uh, <laughs> uh, thank you so much. Thank you. You, ha- you don't have a problem. You're a wonderful person. You're just saying that. Hi. Sorry to bother you. I'm recording a podcast thing, and I'm asking people two questions. Okay. Okay. So the first one is, what is your favorite sexual position? Uh, doggy. And the second question is, how much money is in your bank account? I'm not going to answer that. So the first question is, what is your favorite sexual position? Um, I guess. What is it called when you're backwards? Reverse cowgirl. And then the second question is, how much money is in your bank account? Wow. I don't want to answer that one. Okay, so the first one is, what is your favorite sexual position? Too personal, don't want to answer it. And the second question is, how much money do you have in your bank account? Uh, I'll check. I'll give you an exact <laughs> number. Okay. <laughs> I have $124.44 in That's my bank account. That's what my bank account sometimes looks like. It's very, it's terrifying. This is no shame here. Why? Why no shame? I feel like I have tons of shame about it. (laughs) I don't know, because I feel like it's brave to be broke and still be doing what you want to do. So on top of getting paid to do this podcast, I also made like $294 just from learning that I have cash rewards on my credit card that I had no idea about. So really, I think I'm doing great since I started recording this. I also just received an email requesting my feedback for Mariana, the woman who helped us at Bank of America. So I'm going to leave her a very nice review. So, look, is it ideal? No. Could it be better? Yes. Does money have a lot of emotional and psychological triggers for people? Absolutely. People are very judgmental about money and about how you spend money. But clearly, everybody is out there on their little paddle boat swimming alone. So let's talk about it. And then let's everybody get in the life raft together. And then hopefully that life raft doesn't collapse under the weight of all of us. Am I describing the financial crisis? Oh, no. You got problems that you ought to be concerned with. You don't know how you're supposed to earn it or what to do with it or how to keep it. You're a freak with a dark, shameful secret. But you're not the only one. Get your hidden financial fears with a blast of sun. Now your healing has begun. It's bad with money with Gabby. Done. Well, that's it for the first episode of Bad With Money. Thank you so much to our guests, to my parents, to Allison Raskin. Watch our videos at youtube.com slash justbetweenusshow. Watch the ads. Maybe help us on Patreon. <laughs> Bad With Money is part of the Panoply Network. Our producer is Sam Dingman. And thanks also to Andrea Salenzi, Laura Mayer, and Andy Bowers. Original music for our show was composed by Zach Sherwin, Mike Kaplan, and Jack Dolgen. Our show art is by Cameron Glavin. Our engineer is Jeremy Underwood. 
Thank you all for listening. You should subscribe on iTunes. There's a lot more to come. Bye. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.